Hi everybody, welcome back to an episode that is filled with comedy, rock and roll, and lots of heart. Freaky Friday is freaking fun. Everyone can enjoy together. According to the back of the DVD case, this is the Zillennial Canon. I'm Kira. Um, I'm in contagion right now, and my name is Adam. Adam does not have coronavirus. Please excuse his poor taste jokes. We're just both in quarantine in different states. Oh, no, I just mean, like, in general. That's just my constant state of being... Uh, contagion. Yeah. I've never seen that film, actually. It's pretty damn good. Um, it's scary to watch right now. Obviously. Yeah, I think I'm not going to watch that for the next, like, ten years. Yeah, no, I mean, it was excellent when I saw it, I thought. But um, I could... I I see people rewatching it, like, on my Letterboxd feed. And I yeah. just, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah, what is your problem? How um, have you been spending quarantine, Adam? Um, I have been uh panic buying like a lot of people not as much not very not excessively i'm not taking like 80 rolls of toilet paper but um what did you you know uh, just you know food uh non-perishable items um just usual shit uh uh nothing too crazy uh maybe more Publix tea than i like to admit but um nothing too wild um i got wine coolers uh i'm not drunk right now but I do have wine coolers readily available whenever I want. Um, Who drinks wine coolers? Are you like Lindsay Lohan and Freaky Friday? Why are you drinking wine coolers? <laughs> I love wine. Wine coolers are like, I found them last summer on 4th of July, I believe. And they mm-hmm. were fucking delicious. Um, specifically the Seagram's uh, wine coolers. Like they have like tropical flavors and they are to die for. Um, so, I don't like tropical fruits. Well, <laughs> that's not really freaky of you do you want to know what i panic bought in the past week what a nintendo switch animal crossing on nintendo switch pink hair dye i um, like how i'm prescription to strength deodorant <laughs> what else did i buy something else from amazon oh like a gel nail polish kit um i got a midsummer t-shirt i don't really like the movie midsummer but it was pastel tie-dye so i bought it um what else did i buy i don't know i've just been venmoing people money that have lost their jobs honestly <laughs> yeah um i my job is kind of up in the air right i didn't like lose lose my job but um i work not for a movie theater but at a movie theater on location and hmm. as people know movie theaters are closed at the moment Mm -hmm. um so i it's kind of unclear how much longer we're going to be uh closed i'm doing okay right now i'm fine but it i think everyone's just kind of in this kind of paranoid bubble together right now yeah um and if anyone yeah I was, gonna say, I was just going to say that's uh, maybe I, I know the freaky friday is not exactly on top priority list for people right now but you know, if we, we wanted make, to have a good time. That's what I'm saying. If we can make you smile a little bit and take your mind off of it and maybe give you a reason to watch a comfort movie, mm-hmm. um, that's always a good thing, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I work in food. If anyone who doesn't know me in real life is listening to this, I work in food. And we're like one of the only food places left open um, in my town. 
um because we kind of like not even like loopholes but like it's like it has to be takeout and it can't have any seats in it and it can't exceed this many people and like we just happen to be like the only place that like doesn't have any of that um so we're like one of the only places open and everyone feels really bad so they keep like tipping a lot and like we're kind of like supplying like eggs and bread and milk to the town so it's like kind of a nice and rewarding experience um yeah but so like I don't really mind having to go to work um and also everyone's being like really like generous about like and like really respectful about like keeping space from us and like which is nice but yeah yeah that's that's pretty cool though like um at least some people are I mean I I'm sure it's better up there um if anyone that doesn't know I'm in Florida mm-hmm. where people are fucking stupid um you may have seen us go viral but like the uh video of the people on the beach in Miami oh yeah, yeah. um people are straight up partying uh I'm I'll call her out because she doesn't listen to my podcast uh, my friend Jess is literally having a party next week and I'm just like what is oh your oh my party? god Jess what the hell are you doing she doesn't listen so it's fine but like it's um... oh my god Jess you should be listening right now what the hell <laughs> Jess wait no shit she doesn't listen to this little canon it's too late she can't hear me <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> um speaking of like what you said about comfort movies though so me friend of the pod sean or me and friend of the pod sean sorry um we're starting a movement called the ob hive um of watching the austin powers movies for comfort um during this time and i think we're really getting traction with that um i hope to like have some kind of event featuring the zillennial canon in regards to the ob hive like obviously i don't want like the quarantine to go on longer but like I really want to do something involving Austin Powers because Austin Powers has brought us so much comfort during these tumultuous times. Like, it's literally the only thing that could get our minds off of, like, everything that's going on. Yeah, I am actually watched all if you want to talk about what we've been doing these past few days i watched all three austin powers movies which are readily available on netflix for anyone that doesn't know um yeah in the u.s though unfortunately like i was just talking to a friend of the pod jillian and she was like oh like the first one is on netflix or something but it's like in like the wrong aspect ratio or something apparently um but you know friend of the pod sean and i we've watched it on a plane like when we're on our way to florida he gets flight anxiety and literally we watched it on a plane in like a tiny excuse me i just burped um i drank a glass of wine just letting everyone know um (laughs) in case you didn't realize yet already um so friend of the pod sean gets flight anxiety and we watched it on our flight to um florida last month and it was like the one thing that took his mind off of it and we had an amazing time and shout out to JetBlue for having all three Austin Powers movies readily available for those who have in-flight anxiety. Um, I have never seen an Austin Powers movie on an airplane, but I have. <laughs> <laughs> you have seen it during a global pandemic. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. I, uh, I don't... Um... I would love to do a Zelino Cannon thing for uh, Austin Powers is what I'm trying to say. I would love to do that. Because, um, yeah. you know, I think it seems like we all have a bunch of free time lately. We have no excuse now. We've got to meet the two-week deadline every every time now. We have no excuse yeah, to delay Yeah, for it. real. Uh, honestly, last week we were both just, like, extremely depressed, and that's why we didn't do it. Let's be fully, like, transparent here. I mean, speak for yourself. I'm... Um, I've never been sad in my life. 
Shut up. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I, uh... you know what we need in these. Oh my god, I just threw my hair tie across the room by accident. Um, you know what we need in these trying times? A new hair tie. Coming soon to theaters. <laughs> Wait, did you watch soon... this on DVD? Of course I did. Uh, I Coming soon on to Disney own Plus. on video and DVD. Okay, this DVD is, in, is included with uh, Disney's Fast Play. No, this <laughs> this DVD is included with Disney. Is wait, this DVD is enhanced. <laughs> is it enhanced or included? included. I think it's enhanced. It's no, included. I think it's enhanced. This by DVD Disney's is enhanced with Disney's Fast Play. Your with? movie and a selection of bonus features will begin automatically. <laughs> to bypass Your... Fast Play. Okay. Now you're just showing off. It's not even. This is like the equivalent to you, um, like reciting the whole first scene of Scream. But you, you just remember all the your movie uh, and the selection of bonus features will begin automatically to bypass fast play. Select the main menu button on your remote. <laughs> if you want to talk about things that are weirdly comforting in times like these, that um, sound. That sound, but also I like watching old like VHS rips from the '90s for Disney movies, like yeah. very specific, like on YouTube. But like if you um, or even just like commercials before VHS, like mm-hmm. the old Disney Park uh, commercials and stuff. Like there's something about that retro feel that makes me feel very cozy. Yeah. Um, before because... I went to Disney in January, I just kept watching that one commercial that was like, "I can't sleep. I'm too excited." Because that was just how I felt. Because friend of the pod, Sean, and I literally, the last few times we went to Disney, um, we just did not sleep the entire night before we went. And it was like hell, but it was great. Yeah, um, that describes my entire life. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> um, yeah, I love watching those. I actually, friend of the pod, not just I just talked about, but um, another friend, Jessica, I was texting her like a few months ago and I was telling, I got her like, I sent her like a bunch of those commercials and I was like, if you're ever feeling like kind of just like weird or empty, just like watch these and they're mm-hmm. weirdly calming. Like they have such a weird, like just a nice vibe to them that yeah. I can't, like if I'm serious guys, like go like pause the pod, go on YouTube. Just turn watch. off the pod, honestly. There's no reason to listen Fuck to it. I mean, <laughs> after, like, five minutes, you, we get the viewership anyway, or the listen anyways counted, so, like, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, yeah, like, just go on YouTube and search, like, 90s Disney commercials, and they're, like, all just so soothing. Yeah, you don't have to think of any of the evils that Disney has done, even specifically within the last week. You don't have to think about that you could just watch the 90s ones and you'll feel good i will say this though because and i feel like obliged to because we talk about disney so much on the pod um i I have a lot of friends in the orlando area that were impacted by their decision to cut the uh cast members and the disney college program Mm -hmm. and all i can really say is i am so sorry to anyone that affected um it is so no, deeply. legitimately, it was disgusting. And the fact that, like, somebody pointed it out, um, like, Jenny Nicholson, who I like a lot. She's, like, a YouTuber, but she talks a lot. Like, she, I, like my favorite people that like Disney, they're, like, extremely critical of them as a corporation. They just, like, appreciate, like, the weird niches of the park, which is, like, how I like to think that I am. I'm literally pacing around my room right now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, but, so, Disney, like... They announced, they were like, 
oh, we're putting Frozen 2 out early. And they started, like, trending. And then they cut the college program. And they started, like, they were like, oh, like, we're putting it out tomorrow. And then they, like, cut the college program, which is disgusting. And they, like, didn't give them, like, any funding to, like, go back home and stuff. And I feel like they, like, pride themselves on being, like, we have people from all over the world. So people are just, like, screwed out of, like, housing and, like, money and stuff. And um, then everyone was calling them out on it, obviously. Um, So then they were trending for that for, like, terrible, evil reasons. And then they were like, just kidding, we're dropping Frozen 2 right now. And then they just started trending, like, Frozen 2. Like, everyone just, like, ignored the college program. Like, it just, like, stopped trending and Frozen 2 was trending. So Disney's evil, like, legitimate. Like, we knew this already, but, like... Yeah, I mean, I... I have uh, one of my best friends, Becca, she, um, and she listens to the pod. So hi Becca. But like, she was telling me and she experienced this firsthand and she was telling me like how, how like short notice it was like they, there was no build up to it. No, not like it was just like in the middle of a pandemic, like they laid this on them. And I think they have like a week to get off yeah. property, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's so and they have enough money to literally rehouse every single person that lives on disney property like they literally have like unlimited money yeah no and literally like they could rehouse everyone for free for like a month yeah and like there were reports saying that disney could lose up to seven to ten billion dollars good good they should yeah no what, what i was gonna say was like and that may seem big in the grand scheme of things or especially to us as people, but I think um, people don't truly understand how Disney is a multi-billion, nay, maybe trillion dollar company um, that it has the pot. Like even when the parks are shut down, they own so many different divisions of media and companies and monopolies and just all these different things and shareholders and all that. It's also like if this if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that money is fucking fake. It's fake. Like literally you could just like make up money and it's like, oh there it is. Like (laughs) do you remember do you remember that old Tumblr post? And it was like you uh it's just paper, but it speaks to people like poetry. No. (laughs) It's so funny. It was like it was on on Tumblr every day for like 2013, 2014. It was just this he's like a robber robbing a bank. He said, It's just a piece of paper, but it speaks to you like poetry. And then it had like a billion reblogs. Okay, DM us if you remember that, guys, because I don't. Someone does. I I guarantee you one of our listeners remembers. I'm literally staring at a bumper sticker right now that I have hanging up on my wall. And it's a screenshot of a tweet from Bernie Sanders that says, if there is going to be class warfare in this country, it's about time the working class won that war. He literally mailed that to me. Like, that's like an official swag from Bernie Sanders. Anyway, Um, should we talk about Freaky Friday? Yeah, so speaking of evil corporations... Um, there are not in this movie, because it's great. No, but I'm saying an f- evil corporation named Disney made this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, do you remember the <laughs> Disney DVD song off the top of your head? Because I was, like, singing along with it, but and I wrote it down, but I don't remember it. Wait, is it... Are it's you like, talking about... Do, 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 do. It's like watching? Tinkerbell flying around. Yeah, I didn't know if you meant, like... I can't remember if there was, like, an actual song, but yeah, I know the theme of it. Yeah, I'm not gonna like, recite it, but I, I know yeah. I can't do it with my mouth, but I was singing along with it. When she says what that mouth do, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Anyway. 
<laughs> there were trailers for Lion King one and a half and Spy Kids 3D game over on this DVD. Next, okay. Which is weird intro- I got my Blu-ray for Avengers Endgame last week, and they also had those trailers in front of that. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I've always thought that the opening <laughs> credits of this film were like really pretty. Um. I really like the juxtaposition of like Madonna and child, like mother and child. Like I think that that's really sweet. Um. And I like how a lot of the soundtrack of this movie, including the opening song, are just like, um, like rock covers of like classic songs. Do you agree? I do agree. Um, I well, actually, before we go fully into it, do you want to talk about your memories with this movie? Oh yeah, I forgot that we have structure to this. <laughs> um, I feel you know what? Like Even when the government doesn't have structure, this little candy. We have does. structure. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> I mean, like nobody knows what to do. I have art classes that are just online for the rest of the semester. Nobody really knows what's going on. Um, but the Zillennial Canon is the one uh, concrete thing that you that we have here. So my memories of this movie, I feel like so. I had this on DVD, and I didn't really have a lot of DVDs as a kid. So obviously, like the DVDs that I did have, I would watch over and over again. So this was one of them. Um, and I feel like I don't know like what DVD this trailer was on, but it was like another like DVD that I would repeat. Um, but like I feel like I had the trailer memorized. I'm trying to. Do you think it was maybe holes? No, or... I actually I didn't have holes on DVD. I would only watch that when it would come on TV. What pre two thousand three DVD Disney DVDs did you have? Do you know? Um, I don't know. Because this will bug me. I'm trying to wait. What on. was it, what was the release date for this? Um, what was it August, like spring? August sixth, uh, two thousand three. Oh, summer. Um, no, because I was gonna say my little brother watched Finding Nemo every day as a baby, but that was like June. 2003 well that because um, uh, maybe they were advertising the dvd on the possibly i think that seems pretty likely yeah um, maybe maybe honestly yeah i can't think of any other movie that was like on repeat from around that time maybe like lilo and stitch or something because uh, i have that i think i bought that from blockbuster actually i'm trying to w- look at um their lineup but wikipedia has to be very difficult yeah Um, all right well yeah i had the trailer memorized rather than the movie um the movie honestly though like the music from it i know all the words too um i used to have i like brought it up during the confessions of a teenage drama queen episode but the girls rock cd with like the denim on the cover um that courtney remembered also hi courtney um it had like music from freaky friday on it as well like a lot of the soundtrack was Lindsay lohan because she was like a big like disney player at the time i like how um both disney Lindsay lohan movies from 2003 to 2004 involved her having to get to a concert at the end yeah i think that's really poetic honestly um do you have any other memories about this movie or is that kind of uh um, I mean, I guess I'll, like, discuss it later, but it's, like, another entry into, like, Kira's teenage girl canon of what I thought being a teenager would be like. Did you, um, see, like, when did you see this? Like, what age? Um, I'd say, like, around the time of, I mean, when it came out, I was six. So, 
Yeah. I don't remember seeing it in theaters, but I somehow had it on DVD. I think I like got the DVD for like Christmas that year or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, because that was like yeah, I don't really remember it coming out. I just like that was probably the year that I like got a DVD player for the right. first time, like around that time. Um, but like it was like a big deal. Yeah, but... I remember when I got a DVD player. I think it was. Also around that time, yeah, because I remember the first DVD I ever got was Haunted Mansion. Um, really? Yeah, I I actually remember that now because um, because I remember when I uh I still had a VHS tape in like very late 2003, and every yeah. time my friends would come over, they'd be like, "You have a VHS?" And I'd be mm. like, "Yeah, what about it?" Like, yeah. And I remember my mom had to like go to several different stores to get Daddy Daycare on VHS because everyone was selling <laughs> DVDs at that point. Um, but uh yeah so my memories of this movie um i actually did see this in theaters um i didn't really have any expectations for it i think my mom i remember i went with my mom and my cousin to go see it and they were just i think they both just like jamie lee and um i think they liked Lindsay lohan too because they're like the parent trap because i watched it so many times as a kid um so, so they were like oh okay it's a disney movie it's uh, I think they maybe even saw the original Freaky Friday, so they knew the concept at hand and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember them loving the movie when we saw it in theaters. I don't really remember at all like about that experience or what I thought of it. I think I might have been too young, yeah. like to like fully process it or like having emotions toward it. Um, I've never like had deep nostalgia for this movie just because I think I saw it so young that it never like established like a firm place, you know, for me. Yeah, um, and that's kind of in credit to why I like this movie so much is that a lot of the humor is very, I don't know, sophisticated. I guess is the right word. Like it's it's not like you know top like highbrow humor, but it's like you can't. It's not just like you show it to any kid and they, you know, what I'm saying like it, you have to be at least like a little bit older of a kid to kind of appreciate the humor in this movie. Yeah, it's like that. Um that uh like copy pasta or whatever that's like you have to have a high iq to understand rick and morty (laughs) but it's freaky friday um (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i know what you're talking about i'm just (laughs) okay um yeah i um yeah so i remember liking it i think at the very least i enjoyed it Uh, i always thought the part where she like tackles the boyfriend Mm -hmm. um, was funny i remember laughing hysterically about that in the theater but otherwise, my memories kind of stopped there. And then I remember watching it, like, again a few years later. Like, because when I was in after school, they would play movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember watching it again, because that was the movie they picked that day. And thinking it was just really fun um, and awesome. And so, yeah, like, my memories are just kind of, like, I watched it once in theaters, like, once on DVD. And my third time ever watching it was this morning. Um I mean, how many That's times? That's honestly you magical. I don't know. Like, did you at least watch it like a lot, or? Yeah, definitely. Um, just because, like, not even for like meme reasons. Like, it legitimately is like an incredible movie. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely have movies like that, and it this isn't like one of those situations where I don't appreciate this movie. I think it's really good. I just think it just wasn't the one that I played over and over again when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've always liked it. Like, I've always enjoyed it. And I, I guess maybe to go into my um, 
now feelings like watching this from a 2020 lens um mm-hmm. i popped it on disney plus this morning at like 10 a.m i think when i first woke up and i um i won't like Hira. i was a little bit just uh, not apprehensive but just kind of like how much am i going to enjoy this movie in 2020 mm-hmm. right um that's the question that this entire pod is founded on basically is like do these movies hold up and i have to say this movie holds up almost better than anything we've ever reviewed or oh talked for about sure or this movie's delightful like i loved it it's so much fun i i i was surprised at how witty this movie was which i didn't remember it being mm-hmm. um what i didn't really care for and and i'm so sorry for this but in the confessions of teenage drama queen it was almost a little too like i don't know like full of itself and it it, it just wasn't there's just something about that movie that I didn't like kind of click with. Um, maybe mm. it's the fact I'm a 22 year old guy, but um, yeah, probably. Yeah. But um, this movie, it's just so funny and like charming and like, all, right, like in the opening scene, like right away, it is like, it's so fun. Um, yeah. I loved it. I, I loved wa- rewatching this movie. Yeah. I, um, I would never not want to watch this movie. I think in my opinion, um, I think it's wonderful. I think the production design, the costumes, like literally this movie like predicted e-girls. Um, <laughs> yeah. All of them look like how e-girls are trying to look now. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, best person we have. Like literally nobody's better than Jamie Lee Curtis. Did you see that Jamie Lee Curtis is like posting pictures of Anadarmus, like hot pictures of Anadarmus to like cure coronavirus? no but i love that like like (laughs) she's like we could all use some cheering up and she's just like posting pictures of anna to is jamie lee curtis us (laughs) yeah basically i think that she's amazing um yeah i love uh i I mean i obviously love her i mean i'm a big horror fan so she's always had a very special place in my heart she's Mm -hmm. the ultimate scream queen from halloween Mm -hmm. um but you know i i think maybe the first time i ever saw her in a comedy was this i mean she's done obviously other comedies before like trading places and stuff but like Mm -hmm. this movie is um probably the first time i saw her in a comedy and Mm -hmm. um her comedic chops are incredible like she is Mm -hmm so good uh doing both roles in this movie she um lindsay lohan does a very good job too but um jamie lee playing uh lindsay lohan is incredible like it's it's just it's so much fun yeah um so i'm trying to scroll back right now to our parent trap tweets um but drew deeson asked us um during the parent trap episode which lindsay lohan wins the movie Hallie, Annie, Hallie as Annie, or Annie as Hallie. And I think with this movie, who would win? Lindsay Lohan as Anna? Yeah. Lindsay Um, Lohan as Anna. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis as Tess. Lindsay Lohan as Tess. Or Jamie Lee Curtis as Anna. Um. Yeah. Let me think. Jamie Lee as Anna. I yeah, I agree. Definitely. Because I it, think that Jamie Lee Curtis plays the most convincing teenage girl out of any movie that has ever been made. The scene um, where she, 
not to jump ahead, but like the scene where she uh, like cuts her hair and goes shopping and like maxes out all her mom's credit cards. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Like this movie's like liberating. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, A Zillennial canon trope, honestly, is um, um, a makeover scene, which we're going to return to um, when we cover one of my favorite childhood films in like two weeks or, or four weeks or so. Spoiler um, alert, but that movie has the best one ever. Yeah, definitely. For the um, I love a good makeover scene. Me too, actually. I do. I do. They're really, like, I don't know. I feel like, um, like, like is it, would it be second or third wave feminism? I guess third wave, where it's like, <laughs> she takes off the glasses and she's hot. Like, how, like, unrealistic. Like, but no. Can we I talk- love a good makeover scene where they take off their glasses and they're hot. Just real quick, I don't want to. I maybe want to talk about this on another pod, but whatever. Um, another good makeover scene is just completely random, but that movie, Crazy Stupid Love, it both yeah. Carell getting the makeover from Ryan Gosling, and it yeah. is like, and then when he like steps in the bar after he gets the makeover, it's yeah. like, is Steve Carell hot? Like I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Freaky Friday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I mean, do you want to try to go in the narrative order, or do you kind of want to? Um, I mean, I wrote notes in narrative order. Um, Seth Rogen is um, live tweeting cats right now. Um, oh, yeah. So narrative order. So um, I love the production design of Anna's room. I love like I don't know. I feel like whenever there's like movies like this, like I always pay like extra attention to like the production design of like the teenage girl's room. And I feel like I kind of um, can, like, get a good vibe of the movie through that. Like, how realistic it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I, I've never done it myself, obviously, because I, that's just, you know, that's something that never came to mind for me. But I understand yeah. what you're saying, and I, uh, I'm interested in hearing your opinions on it every time we do it, because, uh, I mean, how does this, does this one hold up? Like, Yeah, I definitely think so. I, like, I mean if anyone like follows me on stuff like i literally i was on instagram live after drinking wine and i was like giving like a mini tour of my room but i love the vibe of like stickers everywhere and like i really love the vibe of like personalizing like everything um that you own because i feel like that's like my favorite thing is when you like show like personality through like someone's like belongings or like their environment like um so like i do that with my own bedroom at home and I try to do like I've done production design before and I try and do that too um but yeah um I really like her like posters and even like in the garage where the band practices like not to jump ahead but she like has some of her posters down there as well um and I think it does like a really good job of like characterizing her and like none of it feels like dated either like I feel like when you think of like like I did like the first movie I never watched the second one but like to all the boys I loved before like, second one's I really like good yeah I I just have been like putting it off I really like the first one and I liked the books a lot um yeah. but I feel like everyone was like oh my god like she has the best bedroom and I'm just like it's just like a wishful thinking kind of bedroom like it's like a pottery barn bedroom like I and yeah I like it in that movie because it, that's exactly who Laura Jean was as a character. She's very organized, very, you know, very neat. Not very just like kind of, um, I don't know how to describe it, just very organized and precise. That's her entire mm-hmm. character. And I thought it worked well in that context. Um, yeah, I never really, 
I don't know. Like I've never, unless it's like something like sticks out. Like I can't remember. It was there's some movie in the product placement was so severe. I think it was that movie fifteen seventeen to Paris, mm-hmm. um, and they it was like uh, depicting one of the guys as like a nine or eight year old, mm-hmm. and for some reason he had Clint Eastwood posters in his room. <laughs> and I was like, and not he just exists within his one. He he exists within his own universe. He had like a flags of our father's poster and an NRA sticker in his room. I'm like, he's eight. He's eight years old. He does not have that. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Just real quick, I want to yes. talk about the director of this movie. Yeah. Um, he directed Mean Girls the very yeah. next year. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, two classics. Um, and the writer wrote Mrs. Doubtfire, Just Like Heaven, Hairspray. She wrote Limitless. Like, she wrote a lot. She's really cool. One of those is not like um, the other. <laughs> yeah, right. And then one of them worked on, like, there were two female screenwriters. Another one worked on um, uh, Legally Blonde. So, like, honestly, this the stuff of legends literally and mark mark waters produced um 500 days of summer yeah and i'm looking for alaska on hulu which is pretty impressive. incredible i actually i haven't watched that yet and that was like a big part of my personality in high school looking for alaska yeah as it was like every other girl who was like depressed and wasn't diagnosed with depression yet yeah i watched um or i read that book in eighth grade i think and yeah. um the show um i actually think all john green adaptations have been very good yeah um, which is surprising because of how terrible they could have been yeah um, but i don't know where like any of my john green books are i spent like a lot of money getting the box set <laughs> in high school and i don't know where any of them are i have i think all i only have this one paper towns and fault on our stars but i pretty sure i have all three of them in my closet um, but I think the Hulu series for Looking for Alaska is the best of the bunch. Um, All right. Maybe that'll be a quarantine watch. Um, but I'll just real quick, if you want to have a good quarantine watch and you've never seen it, um, the Paper Towns movie is surprisingly really good. It's a really All good right, movie. All right, Cara Delevingne. <laughs> what did that make me laugh so much? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Cara uh, have, you could... Paper, have you seen Paper Towns? No, I haven't. It's really that good. Came out... No, okay. I feel like John Green adaptations. So The Fault in Our Stars was like on time. Every other John Green adaptation has been like ten years too late. Okay, but consider this: it's an Orlando movie. Like... Oh yeah, they like go to like Sea World, right? Well, he lives in Orlando in the yeah. uh, movie, and there's a lot of Orlando representation in it. Um, the Florida they, Project could never. Fun fact: I live five minutes away from his parents. Um, John Green's. Yeah, he went to um, the high school that I used to go to. Wait, really? Yeah, he he grew up in Winter Park, Florida, where I live. What an interesting zillennial um, um, thing. Um, that's really weird. I feel like John I, Green is definitely Zillennial Ken. Has this never come up before? Like, did you not no. know? Oh. Yeah, did no. You have yeah. to, like, watch his stupid videos in, uh, in high school. And they actually, were like, he's an alumnus. Well, I didn't, not, not that, uh, actually my history teacher never brought it up, but he, um, used to, what are the, those videos that he makes? I can't remember his YouTube channel. The Vlogbrothers, where it was like, hey, Hank, hey, John, like, every day. Well, 
they well, would like go funny. back and forth. Well, he like it was either John or whatever his other name his name was. Um, well, John would do the history videos and Hank would do the science videos. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I never did. My science teacher never showed us the science ones because um whatever. But yeah. John, we always we watched a lot of John's videos in history class actually, and mm-hmm. they were very interestingly informative. Like I, which I would not expect from John. Oh Ray. yeah, that's like why I got a three on the AP U.S. history exam. Yeah, the um, only AP exam I've ever passed was because of John Green. Say whatever you want to about John Green, uh, however he writes women or whatever, um, but uh, <laughs> he, he slaps when it comes to, <laughs> to making... Yeah, literally, <laughs> he taught me all of U.S. history, all, all of America. He, he I think he was the ass. first vlogger that I would, like, watch on a daily basis, like him and his brother. Like, I think they I, were the first YouTubers that I, like, followed. I know it's not exactly Zillennial canon, but maybe a goal one day is to get John Green on the episode, uh, episode for Fault in Our Stars. It would never happen. But I feel I, like he'd be like, hey guys, it's John. Um, <laughs> I bet I could get him to like send a voicemail or something. Yeah, say that uh, you went to his high school and be like, I'm never mind. Well, in the, what I was trying to or what I was <laughs> what I was trying to say was um, the uh, high school that they go to in the Paper Towns book is Winter Park High School, which is where oh, I go. Yeah, so, so yeah. Um, so you kind of win in this situation. I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you win, but you win in this situation. Why do you other girls even bother at this point? <laughs> I like cash for my head, my ass. John Green fan cam. <laughs> John and Hank Green fan cat. <laughs> Just like both of them going back and forth like I like cat I like cash from my hair from my hair to my ass from my hair from my hair to my ass. I'm gonna... Just bouncing back and forth between both of them. I'm gonna reply to a coronavirus tweet that Trump tweets and I'm gonna say, okay, anyways, Stan Hank and uh John Green <laughs> what the <laughs> I'll do it from the Millennial Canon account for free promo. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Stan the Vlog Brothers. Okay, anyway, stand the stream the Vlog Brothers. (laughs) Kira is drunk. I'm high, and you guys are enlightened. (laughs) You guys are just waking up on a Thursday morning wanting to die. (laughs) Oh my fucking god. Um, We're just literally vibing on a Tuesday night. (laughs) Oh god. Anyway. um, Okay, so my next note I have is Stacy Hinkhouse is the perfect mean girl name. Um, I, I, wait, what's your last name again? Hinkhouse. Pinkhouse? Hinkhouse. Okay. Oh, Stacy Hinkhouse. That's, yeah, that's, I don't like her now. Just because of her last name. What? She's the mean girl. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's like the perfect, like, mean girl name. Like, it's like. That's what I'm know. saying. Like, it's perfect because I don't like her immediately because of her last name. Yeah, basically. Um, okay, I'm glad we agree. <laughs> no, I but just, I just searched the name of Stacy Hinkhouse, and apparently it's a Freaky Friday Wikipedia on fandom. Is there fan fiction? No. Okay, you look up fan fiction while I say it's a zillennial canon trope um, <laughs> of being bad at like a gym class and then somebody getting hit in the head with some kind of ball. 
I'm pretty sure this is a scene in Twilight as well. Um, um, isn't there one in like in Hoot as well? Yes, I think so. A golf ball. Yeah, a golf ball. Yeah, like there's always like somebody being bad at sports and they get like hit in the head with a ball and like either like pass out or like like I don't know. It's used like as a weapon of violence. Wait, <laughs> against, I got like um, enemies. On a scale of one to ten, how likely is it that this fan fiction? has lesbian undertones ellie's unknown secret who's ellie oh wait no never mind i think (laughs) i think it's from the 2018 movie yeah i think so probably um yeah there's some i think it's actually no these are all like taking the concept of freaky friday but like i don't know oh but making it like doing their own like super hulak like John and Hank Green. <laughs> I just assume that every single fan fiction is like super hulak and like John and Hank Green. Um, um, my question is, who would win? Um, Hank as John Green, John Green as Hank Green, Hank Green as himself, or John Green as himself? I think John Green would simply eat Hank as the more powerful one. <laughs> I don't know. John is, like, more annoying than Hank. Like, Hank is definitely more chill. Yeah, like, John, like, you could go to a bar with, but Hank, you could smoke a blurnt with, you know? <laughs> a blurnt? A blurnt? <laughs> Adam smoked a blurnt today, and that's why he's talking like this. I, um, I'm literally, like, just smiling, like, so heavily right now, and it kind of hurts, but I can't stop. That's my constant. That's my state right now. Who are we? I feel like I'm John Green. No, I'm Hank Green. You're John. No, other way around. Wait, I'm John, I, you're I'm... Hank. Because you're like literally just vibing. I'm like annoying as hell. <laughs> I was getting. I. You want to know what my one note is for this movie? What? You're yeah, the. Adam only you're... took one note on this movie, guys. I I'm not a note taker. I like I don't even do it for my favorite movies. I tried. I remember the night that I we did Max Keeble with Joe, and then like I wrote a whole thing of notes, and then we disregarded all of it. it was the night that I vowed to not do notes anymore. So I mm. I just don't do notes. Um, I put it in the good old noggin, you know. Um, but my one note for this movie is that uh, Kira is Jamie Lee Curtis's therapy uh, therapy patient. Wait, I literally wrote that. <laughs> I literally wrote that. I said, in one note, I said, I wish Jamie Lee Curtis was my therapist. Um, and then I wrote the quote, this morning was good. And then I got up. <laughs> my favorite quote from any movie. And then like two pages later, I wrote, I'm literally Evan, the psychiatry patient with separation anxiety. The scene where he says that about uh, it was good until I woke up. That was the scene where I wrote it down. I was like, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this morning was good, and then I and then I got up. <laughs> Literally me every day. That sounds like something that I would like have on a T-shirt in like twenty two thousand eight or something. Um, this while watching this movie, um, I was realizing why you like it so much. Mm-hmm. Because just knowing you, like as long as I have, I think I know you pretty well. And mm-hmm. I um was watching like it just is all the Kira check marks, I think. Mm-hmm. 
um like it's it's witty it's um female driven it's like <laughs> has like rock and roll in it which is like weird <laughs> rock and roll but like all your favorite movies do like between this and teenage <laughs> drama queen like i'm not saying you like the rock it and roll but, like lohan performing rock and roll <laughs> but i'm saying like all the movie like a lot of your favorite movies have like a weird rock and roll subplot no it, yeah i understand which i can't explain or understand but it's no just... legitimately while watching this movie i remembered that i have an electric guitar zipped in a bag at the end of my bed and i was like holy yeah, so, shit i'm gonna so what become are you a musician i'm like i'm gonna become a musician during quarantine um i think i don't know how to play it but i have had one for years <laughs> I go every time I go to a pawn shop near my house. I see an electric mm. car, and I'm like, maybe I should get that. <laughs> yeah, literally. My brother just like didn't have room in his new apartment, and was like, "Hey, do you want to hold on to this?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" And I learned how to play like one Billie Eilish song, and then I just like put it away forever. Which Billie Eilish song? Wish you were gay, of course. Nice. Um, I've had Ocean Eyes in my head for the past. It's a good song. Um, we like Billie Eilish on this pod, by the way, and we don't stand for anyone making fun of her. Who's making fun of her? The world. Oh well, I don't. I don't like that. Um, I, I, I like her, her a lot. I think she's so cool, and I think it's cool that even if she is an industry plant, I don't give a fuck. She's talented. She's cool, and she's using her platform for good. I feel bad for her, but like this is a Billie Eilish pod. I this isn't even a Freaky Friday pod. It's just us coping. Basically. Yeah, I think that Billie Eilish should. Um, co- um, who are your dream people to um, to support Bernie? <laughs> um, who? Okay, so hmm, that's like one. your dream celebrities. No, I know. Um, I'm trying to. I don't because like I I just assume all celebrities are not good people. Yeah. I mean, um, like, like how, like, Halsey, like, I was surprised when Halsey made that video. Dick Van Dyke really, like, got me. Like, that video got me. That got me through, like, a solid, yeah. like, two weeks. Um, Logan Lerman coming out as a burning supporter was pretty surprising. But, uh, hmm. I mean, way. like, yeah. Uh, Ned cool. Bigby from Ned's Declassified came out as one. Wait, really? Yeah, he, um, he tweeted, like, I think last year, actually, he, uh, he he did a tweet that said, "Uh, um, it was like a it was a screen caption of Ned's Declassified, mm-hmm. but it said like uh, page whatever. Uh, today Ned Bigby voted for uh Bernie Sanders. And, oh, thank God. And then the tweet caption just like a Ned Bigby endorses Bernie Sanders for president. Did um, you see um that Sinjin from Victorious came out in support of sex workers? <laughs> wait, who? Sinjin from Victorious. Who is that? Like the weird, like nerd guy with the puppet. Oh, like the ventriloquy puppet. uh, I was kind. I was kind of like not as big on Victorious. I feel like that's more Zoomer than Zillennial. Yeah, I like. I didn't like because I remember it was like premiering like in two thousand nine, I think. Yeah, and I like that was kind of when I stopped watching Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't watch a lot of that i um, feel like a lot of like zoomer stuff i'm like a little bit like late zoomer stuff because it was like as i started babysitting so it was right. like 
I just kind of like never really stopped watching these things. Like I, I watched and listened to like Big Time Rush and stuff, even though that was technically past that time, because I like immediately started like babysitting younger kids when that. Um... Yeah, I I've seen too many episodes of um, Big Time Rush due to my little sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Big Time Rush in concert, buddy. <laughs> She she did. It just pictures like she she got to meet all of them, which is amazing for her. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, uh, just a random person that I met. I met uh, Gustavo at the uh, Orlando International Airport. I feel uh, like you've absolutely brought this up before on the pod or just to you. Um, What's I the don't difference? Know. I um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I met him. And it was a very awkward conversation. It wasn't awkward, but it was just like kind of very, uh, like I was talking to him and then I realized like midway through the conversation who he was, like we weren't even talking about that at all, which is weird. Mm -hmm. But then like midway through the conversation, I was like, are you from uh, Big Time Rush? And he's like, (laughs) yeah, among other things. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, well, it's nice to meet you. And then we walked away. He was anyway. a very nice guy, but it was it was awkward. Um, yeah, so I want. Um, I've been sitting around literally just like like I'm literally in like first reformed mode, um, <laughs> <laughs> like literally for the past few weeks, even before coronavirus. Like I just feel like first reformed constantly, and Austin Powers is the only thing that's keeping me from that. But um, so. I've just been listening to, like, Bruce Springsteen because that's where I feel, like, politically right now. And I've just been, like, sitting around. And I wanted to make this into, like, a TikTok. I've just been sitting around waiting for Bruce Springsteen to endorse Bernie Sanders. And I think it's ridiculous that he hasn't yet. Um, And I feel like he's going to wait until, like, the New Jersey primaries. And they're going to have, like, a big, like, show as, like, a fundraiser. Because, like, listening to his lyrics, like, there's no reason for him to not endorse Bernie Sanders. Anyway. I don't (laughs) know if Bernie's going to make it that far but i hope he does okay um, anyway sorry, austin powers <laughs> i like how we haven't even got i like how we even got to the body swap part of the of yeah the um, um yeah so uh freaky friend <laughs> are you okay yeah i'm fine um <laughs> sorry <laughs> Okay, another Zillennial canon trope, dropping books and a crush helping them pick them up. Like, is that something that, like, you thought would happen in, like, middle or high school? Um, I, yeah, but it actually did happen to me. Really? Uh, Well, I was the guy, I think. That's how, I'm pretty sure that's what happened on this, with this girl that I dated for a few months in high school. Um, That's kind of cool. That happened. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to remember if I ever did that to um friend of the pod, Sean. Wait, I have something weirder that didn't happen on purpose. Like, it was, like, definitely a meet cute, but in the worst way. Did I ever tell you about me, like, falling on Sean? No. Okay, so this is how... Okay, we're an hour into this podcast. We haven't talked about Freaky Friday yet. (laughs) (laughs) This is how, in the beginning of me and friend of the pod, Sean's, like, not even a relationship, but, like, okay, I was in, like, 10th grade, and I had a crush on him. 
and um so he hosted like movie screenings like after school at this local movie theater and they were showing do the right thing and this movie theater is like really shitty and it was just like office chairs like on like bleat like on like risers kind of um so i thought that there were side aisles so i was like two minutes late to the movie and it was do the right thing like you know like the intro like the opening credits do the right thing where she's like dancing yeah Okay, so it was that, and it was, like, so dark in the room, and I was, like, okay, I, like, strategically was, like, I'm gonna run up the side aisle and, like, sneak into the back so that, like, nobody, like, so I don't disturb anybody, because this is, like, the kind of movie theater where you just have to, like, walk in front of the screen and, like, annoy everybody if you need to, like, go anywhere or do anything, um, so (laughs) I, like, really like brace myself to like run up the side aisle and I just like completely just like ran just directly into Sean like just like ran (laughs) straight into him and fell onto his lap and he was like um Kira and I was like uh Uh I was just on the floor did you do the sonic things you were like uh meow no I was just like I was like I'm so sorry and he's like his best friend Peter was sitting next to him and he's like Peter help her up help her up and he literally picked me up off the ground and sat me directly next to them so I had to sit next to them throughout the whole entire movie and I like did not know him like literally I had such a crush on him and we had only messaged on like Tumblr um and I had like we were in the same high school but um like, I hadn't really talked to him in person, so I was like, hmm, I'm gonna go to his movie screening after school. And, like, I literally just, like, face-planted into his lap, like, legitimately, like, that was, like, our meeting, like, in person. This <laughs> and then I had to sit directly next to him and his best friend throughout the whole entire movie. This is the biggest one so far. Like, this is, like, the biggest, uh, like cutesy meat like this is this beats me picking up the books like this is huge like this is very this is very movie-esque what you're describing i like it yeah um i would like gossip with like we had the same like film teacher like that's how we kind of knew each other was we were like in the same circles um even though he was like older than me so i would like gossip with like my video like my video teacher because he had her for film studies and she was like oh it's like the movie life is beautiful and she falls out of like the window and he catches her and i was like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> so that's the millennial canon <laughs> i feel like that's like a very big like high school thing though is like i obviously i did not fall on him on purpose and at the time it was the most embarrassing moment of my whole life but um it's like a very high school thing to be like oops i dropped this and i feel like we specifically learned that from movies i maybe another zillennial canon trope that happened in real life my first kiss was on a ferris wheel oh wow that's very very zillennial canon (laughs) mine was in a hallway that smelled like socks Because it was right next to the gym locker rooms. I don't know why. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we won't discuss that, though. <laughs> I feel like we're, like, at a slumber party right now. Like, we should do all our podcasts like this. 
I can't even do it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> smell like socks. <laughs> like, literally, there's such a specific smell, like, in that hallway. And it sucks because, like, now that, like, things are so bad in the world, like, in the past, like, five years, like, I can't just, like, go back to my high school and walk around like I used to. Like, I feel like everyone's like, I would never go back to high school. Like, it's so bad. Like, I literally just think it's, like, fucking hilarious how bad things were. So I would just go there and, like, wander around the halls, like, before they had, like, security where you have to, like, scan your ID and shit. So I would just, like, walk around in the hallways. And I was like, (laughs) this place smells so bad. (laughs) I, um, go back to my high school every now and then to Mm -hmm. go with my, uh, I go see my history teacher who has a film club. Yeah. Uh, I just go hang out with him sometimes, and it's yeah. very, very, very chill. Yeah. Um, I just like the mood of it, and I, I don't know, like, it was a, what, where am I even going with this? I don't know. I, I like going to my high I school. I mean, like, high school, yeah. I used to, like, visiting my high school a lot. Um, I feel like it's different now, because, like, I'm, like, friends with the teachers that I liked on social media. Um, Great. Are you? I'm friends with two of them my history teacher oh. and um my video production teacher who yeah quite literally taught me everything i know about cameras and audio and editing and everything she taught me everything i know for four years she's amazing yeah. um and oh, but that, that's just my high school but i have like weirdly some people from elementary that i knew like my kindergarten teacher i'm friends with that's and, cute uh, and my fifth grade teacher too so yeah. yeah my um i'm friends with like the english teachers because it's always like the english teachers that are like the good ones yeah um and i went for my because like my family was like sick like my mom was like sick and my dad was like at work so i had to go to my little brother's parent teacher conferences and i like walked in my english teacher's class she was like oh my god what have you been doing and i'm like I, like, went to film school. She's like, yeah, I know. I follow you on Instagram. I'm like, true. <laughs> and then, like, my um, my video teacher also. She's, like, my favorite person in the whole world. Um, she doesn't teach her anymore. So, like, there's really no reason for me to, like, go back and visit, which kind of sucks, but not really. Like, she was the one that would, like, sign me into the building and be like, yeah, you could just go wander around. Um, but she... Um, doesn't work there anymore like she like retired after i graduated so we literally just like go get brunch like once every few months do you want to like we'll go get like margaritas and she'll just like yeah one thing that i wish i could still do and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people feel this way they're listening um i want to go back to my scholastic book fair yeah i mean i don't think i've ever bought anything at a scholastic book fair um i remember i bought who the book at a book fair and damn that's iconic wait do you, remember- you want to know what i bought at a scholastic book fair you're gonna fucking scream this is just a sign of the time please tell i me. bought um a captain america poster <gasps> like the first like the For captain the america time. movie yeah and it was like that like thick like hard like scholastic book fair type poster like it wasn't please describe like- it in detail i want to it I was like to... heavy. I have pictures of me with it. I could post them on the Zillennial Canon Twitter and I'll I'll text it to you also. This is an NSFW uh, episode of this little canon. She's gonna do ASMR for the Captain America uh, the first Avenger two thousand eleven <laughs> from the Scholastic Book Fair. Well, I like I don't know. I think it was because Chris Evans was hot or something, but like I loved Captain America and like 
if only I knew, like, the hell that I would put myself through just watching every single Marvel movie, like, um, there's just too much out there, and Adam, I know that you're, I don't know, we didn't know each other back then, obviously. 2011? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. We, we met know. each other, like, three years later, but. Yeah. Which? Yeah, I had a Captain America t-shirt, I would wear it all the time. Um, I had a poster of him that I, like, hung up over my bed. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, I've been kind of a Marvel stan since uh, birth, basically. Yeah. Like The first PG-13 movie I ever saw in theaters was the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw pretty much every Marvel movie in theaters after that, even Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, every X-Men movie, every... Pretty much everything from that point forward. I've seen every Marvel movie. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I definitely would have... I remember you telling me, like, uh, message, like, texting me after you saw Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. Mm-hmm. And you were like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. And, uh, I miss Kira. If the, only like, you could get one of those texts now. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, I think the most I ever get from you now is you're like, it wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> I literally said, I was like sitting at, sean's dining room table like last night i was like i hope you know i'm never seeing a marvel movie ever again just like thinking in terms of like how like weird and bad like theatrical distribution is right now like i know that's like the least of everybody's worries but just thinking about how like this is all going to be over soon and this is just like wishful thinking this is all going to be over soon there's going to be no fucking movies out like literally no movies will come out for like a year and i was just like i'm never seeing a marvel movie ever again like i hope you know that endgame was the end game i'm never seeing another marvel movie then he's like oh but what about like sam raimi's um he's doing doctor strange right yeah yeah he was like what about that and then he was like listing all the cap the cast and i'm like yeah i guess i'm seeing that but that's the only exception like i feel like i do that all the time like i'm like that's the only exception then i get sucked into like a whole 25 movie cinematic universe because you're not even gonna go the only exception you're not gonna go see the next spider-man what is I the next would... Spider-Man? Supposedly next year, but I don't know if that's still gonna happen. No, but which Spider-Man? The, no, I mean the new Tom Holland one. Like no, I... fuck that. I don't care. You've enjoyed both of them. Why? why yeah, stop I'm now? done though. I'm so done. I'm so. You done. say that every time, and you I never know, are because it's AMC A list. <laughs> And it's still gonna exist after the coronavirus. Like you know what? Gonna... You know what? I'll go see. I'll go see the next Spider Verse movie only if John Mulaney is in it. That's I don't I don't like that tone. I I like it'll be good even without John Mulaney. It's still... yeah, I like Spider Verse a lot. Good. I'm glad. Anyway, um, um, so for you Friday, um, <laughs> an hour into this pod. So they okay here's another note how fucking (laughs) old is chad michael murray supposed to be in this movie um because i wrote anna only has a permit and he drives a motorcycle to school and then i said as somebody who is 22 with a learner's permit kind of relatable that always forgets that at home i can't drive relatable um but then later on i added to that note he works at the school so how old is he supposed to be i literally didn't understand that because like when he's like i work here and i'm like yeah i'm like so like why are you flirting with students yeah so i'm like 
Because I was like, is she like 15 or 16? But because she can get a piercing, but with her mom's permission. So she has to be like 16. But then she has a permit. But then I'm like, but I'm also 22 and I have a permit. So there's not really any. I don't know. Um, I think she's probably like 16, maybe 17. Like I didn't get my permit till I was 17. So that seems. Yeah, good. same. Now I still have a permit at 22. <laughs> Um, um, can we also appreciate that Chad Michael Murray is a millennial canon uh, king? Is he hot? Um, I mean, not to me. He's a little bit too traditionally blonde and blue-eyed, you know? Yeah, I think but, he's more, um, like, charming than hot. But he has a good screen presence. Like, I can't deny. Like, he, he Absolutely. does. Um, um, I like... Um... Oh, another good Zillennial canon movie that he's, like, really, really good in. A Cinderella Story. We have to cover that eventually. Yeah, um, if you want to talk about movies I have a big affinity for, it's that movie. But we can talk yeah, about that. Yeah, amazing. Um, what, that movie is yeah. a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. How? A Literally Cinderella how? Story? Yeah, a 12%. That's insane. That's literally just fake news. Like, that's not... Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, that movie's wonderful. Um, but yeah, Chad Michael Murray. I think he just is like more charming than uh, than hot. Um, I like he's his ugly. voice, and he's just like cute. Um, I think he has a good voice for like a uh, like a love interest in like a zillennial like teen movie. Another zillennial trope is just like falling for the bad boy with a motorcycle. Yeah, definitely. Like, oh, he drives a motorcycle. Like, and I think it's really funny when he like name drops like bands. Like, I think that's really funny, and how he like falls for her, like because he like watches her like play guitar. Him falling for the mom is literally like the funniest. Oh my god, it's so funny. Um, I would love it if Chad Michael Murray stood outside my window and sang Britney Spears to me. Um. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, the. I remember that part really killed me as a kid. It's like, hit me, baby. And then she, like, tackles him. Yeah. Wait, I was thinking, like, you know, you know how I was like, oh, there's, like, rock covers of, like, some, like, classic songs and then, like, Britney Spears and stuff. Do you think it's because they couldn't get the rights to the original songs? Like, what was the budget on this movie? Because, like, it could have been a stylistic choice, but then now I'm thinking, could they just not afford the rights to Hit Me Baby one more time? Or, but like, don't you need to have the rights to even perform it as a, like, as a different well, version of the song? Well, when you get the rights to a song, I've literally researched this when I couldn't sleep one night at, like, 3 a.m. When you're getting <laughs> copyright on music, um, you have to get two separate copyrights, um, one for the lyrics and one for the artist's, like... Um, like voice like their like way of performing it so if right. you want to do a cover of a song you could get like a cheaper license for it um so you could do like a cover and then uh if that you seems... if you want like the whole track like it's like a separate like it's like an additional fee i feel like we talked about this on an episode but i can't remember which one um, um i don't know I, I remember talking about it at least but um yeah yeah i don't know but it seems. I mean, like, like it sure works as a stylistic choice, but um. Yeah, I so much yeah. so that I didn't even notice it. But like, um, you, you describing it that makes perfect sense to me. As yeah, to I didn't even notice it until just now from my brain. Yeah, I, that seems. Yeah, I. I can Not to ruin the movie magic, but. Um. So, I like 
I really like that dynamic a lot. Um, it's just pure like comedic driven, but um, and not to jump ahead like to the very end, but um, I like how when he gets to talk to the real Lindsay Lohan, he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I don't even know what came over me. Like I just like I just had a crush on your mom. I just had a crush on your mom. I hope we can, you know, like can we just rewind? Can we like? Reset? She's like, yeah, of course. She's like, yeah, yeah, totally. No, <laughs> my favorite line of the whole movie was at the end when he's like, "Yesterday was freaky," and I'm like, "The titular role." <laughs> like he said it. He said it, baby. Can I also say that another Zillanelle trope is uh, uh, ending at a wedding? Yeah, or with a musical performance. I said Zillennial Cannon Trope um, musical performance over the credits. Or another Zillennial Trope is uh, lead characters in a rock band. Yeah, but that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's honestly sick. Like, I think all movies should end in a (laughs) musical... They should all end in a musical number where the lead is, uh, like, barefoot at a wedding. Like, okay... Here are some things that I listed as cultural resets. <laughs> I wrote, look, I'm a walrus was a cultural reset. An earthquake, it was a cultural reset. Oh, I'm like the crypt keeper is a cultural reset. Um, let me see what else. Uh, hmm. And then Lindsay Lohan performing ultimate barefoot at the wedding in that dress was a cultural reset. <laughs> Um, Let me see if there are any more cultural resets. You I mean, go on. I'm just the cultural reset is also her getting the haircut and maxing out her mom's credit card. Um, oh, them running into each other where she's like, a jolt. Um, <laughs> them running into each other was a cultural reset because you know that like children, including my friends on the playground, like tried to recreate that. Yeah. Um, another cultural reset was... I don't have one. Never mind. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> wait. I'm... You know. You know. As a cultural reset, Alan, what? that's not our car. <laughs> <laughs> I just like my notes are basically just like really funny lines from the movie. Another Zil- another zillennial trope was uh, like whenever a movie. I'm trying to think of how to describe this. Like. Anytime the character comes to like a realization about like a family member mm-hmm. in a movie and they realize like, wait, this person does care about me. They they do. I just had to see it through someone else's lens. Like Oh, like the essay that he wrote about his sister. Which was so stupid. I'm sorry, but like No, I like that. That was cute. But no, I just think that like they should have kind of set it up first that like they had some kind of respect for each other because they honestly hated each other to the point where um she said i'm gonna kill myself and he goes can i watch (laughs) and like there was like no not one tender moment between the two which their dynamic is very funny um but there was not one like moment of any love or respect between the two so i kind of wish that there was like something setting up for that yeah the only thing about it where i was kind of like i like the cons like the idea of her Mm -hmm. finding out that the brother cares about her it's Mm -hmm. just the like 
she's like the teacher gives her the essay and it's like in cursive and it's like so yeah delicate. with like with like stickers I, on it yeah and i'm like you can't convince me that that kid that i just watched for the first 20 minutes wrote that like i'm sorry like, i know he's um, really funny though he is he's really funny in that movie and like he's like isn't he like stealing her underwear or something like in like i like is oh, like, millennial canon trope is like putting a bra on your head <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's so specific. Um, all right, yeah, and also another big little trope is uh, just having a bad, like, a annoying little brother or a step-parent that you'll eventually have the approval, like, you get the approval for at the end mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, like, you find out, hey, they're not that bad. Mm-hmm. They just want what's best for me. <laughs> like, um actually i will say i really like that scene at the end where she's talking um to uh the stepfather mm-hmm. um and she i i think that scene is actually kind of earnest like where he's like you know i i never wanted to be that you know that shitty stepfather that comes in and like controls everything or disrupts the house like I yeah definitely it. i think that's really cool but also i also wrote a note that i was like i kind of wish they went into the intricacies of like the dad dying like maybe that's like why the kids are like acting out or like like i feel like they never really like went in as deep with the family dynamic as they could have yeah um, no for the ending because the ending was like so powerful and i feel like it kind of like takes away from the emotional payoff of it because they never really like went into like the intricacies of like the relationship or um like how there was like like I feel like they never really showed any like love between um like the parents and the children like anything like that like I feel like they were more focused on the individual characters rather than the relationships between them and I feel like that's why the ending if it was weak would made it it that would make it weak like even though it was technically like a really strong ending like compared to the rest of the movie like they should have they should have focused on their relationships rather than their individual personalities more i think yeah i i agree like it would have been more effective that way i because that was kind of my feeling like during her speech at the rehearsal or whatever Mm -hmm. um where i was like this would be really effective if i like I don't know, like had some kind of established emotion with it. Um, I was talking on my other pod about Onward the other day, and uh-huh. I, which I really liked. I, I recommend it. It's, it's a really good movie. But we were talking about how there's a lot of stuff in that movie that you kind of have to like, I don't know, you have to like kind of interpret it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because they don't do a lot of setting up. You just have to like, I don't know, like just take it yeah assume things um and i i guess this movie is kind of the same way but it gets off easy because it's so fun to watch mm. and i i got to say though one thing i really did like enjoy about this movie is that you even though it's only 90 minutes even mm. barely it's barely 90 minutes you still feel like you go on, like on a complete journey with the book like the two of them yeah and, it, like you forget that it's like only one day oh shit like i just yeah you're right it is it's isn't freaky it? friday baby yeah, damn it's just um, a friday. It's just... um i forget at one at what point i wrote it. i think it was like during the exam 
I wrote, like, this is one of the most anxiety-inducing movies that I've ever watched in my life. Um, it's... It's, like, as anxiety-inducing as, like, um, Uncut Gems. Can you explain why? Um, just, like, the idea of being, like, yeah, I can do this, and then, like, fucking up. Or, like, I feel like also, like, a lot of my anxiety comes from, like, um, like, misreading, like, social um like just like social anxiety and stuff and I feel like just being like placed in a situation where it's like yeah I got this and like just like fucking up completely and like ruining your life like I feel like that's like the most anxiety inducing thing I could ever see I'm I agree I and I feel like also just like her being a therapist and just like fucking everything up it's like oh so we're all screwed (laughs) I don't (laughs) I don't want to change. Sorry, the top- I'm just in that mood right now. <laughs> I don't want to change the topic, but I didn't realize there was a 1995 version as well of Freaky Wait, Friday. Really? It's a it was a uh, like a not a Disney Channel original movie, but an ABC original movie. Which oh, is like the one that Michael Eisner would introduce. Like yeah, the Disney exactly. like movie night thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it had a uh, Gabby Hoffman, who you might know from Transparent or Obvious Child. Um, which is oh. very interesting to me. Um, I don't know who that is. Uh, she's funny. I like her. Um, and Shelley Long, who I don't really know who that is. Um, hmm. She's on Cheers, apparently. I don't, I've don't. never seen Cheers. Oh, I've only seen Frasier. I wouldn't know. Cool. Uh, so <laughs> we should... <laughs> uh, <laughs> at front of the pod, Sean. Yeah. I've um, actually watched more Frasier than him, believe it or not how i find that hard to believe because like there was a point where i just like would put it on and just had it on in the background of everything that i was doing Hmm. so yeah i got further into Frasier than he did anyway um (laughs) so freaky friday yeah so um i wrote at one point the grandpa should have been played by martin scorsese dead ass oh my god that would have changed my life they kind of um, looked similar. Like, if you, like, squint and, like, close one eye. Like, he kind of looked like a mix between, like, Eugene Levy and Martin Scorsese, but with, like, no eyebrows. Another zillennial trope is the grandpa who can't hear anything. So you have to shout Or just, like, is, like, insane. <laughs> and they're like, Grandpa, can you pass me the milk? He's like, what? <laughs> can you pass me the milk? Earthquake! <laughs> also, just, like, um... I just think I always found it was really funny. Like, I would always fall for stuff like this as a kid. But I was always like, why isn't there a second movie? Like, I feel like I um I kind of, like, fell for the whole, like, like Marvel thing where it's like, oh, like, setting up for a next movie, like, immediately. Like, it's like Grandpa and Harry will return in Freaky Friday 2. <laughs> like, where they, like, almost, like, switch places at the end. Like, I was like, like, my entire childhood. I'm like, why was there not a second movie with Grandpa and Harry? Like, I feel like now in my life, I'm just like, I don't want, en- like, I, everything should end. There should never be a sequel. But, like, now I'm just like, Grandpa and Harry should return. In- Except for Paddington. That's all we want. Yeah, Paddington can have as many sequels as he wants. But yeah. um, I'm over I, cinematic universes unless it's, like, Harry and Grandpa. I was watching this again today, and I was like, I forgot about that ending scene with him and mm-hmm. the Grandpa. And I was like, oh my god, did they set up a sequel? I forgot about it. But yeah. I, I didn't realize that uh, I guess the lady knocks out of their hand or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
I wish, honestly. That would have been a classic. And the thing is, you still could have had Jamie Lee and Lindsay Lohan in it if you did it. I don't think this movie warranted a sequel because of its box office. Like, it did okay. Yeah. um, But not, like, amazing. Um, Yeah. Let me look at it real quick. Freaky Friday. Who is it up against? Uh, Let me me check. Thank you for the only one that's doing research. I it's you have to bear with me because box office mojo fucking sucks right now. Mm-hmm. Like for the new yeah, because there's never been a movie out ever, according to everything. Yeah, this movie, uh, web uh, box office mojo is just terrible after the redesign. Um, okay, so it went up against the 2003 movie SWAT. Have you heard of that movie? Mm-hmm. You have? No, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I'm like, I'll be surprised if you've heard of that movie. Uh, it has like Sam Jackson, Colin Farrell, and it, it's actually not bad. I don't think you would like it, but it's. Does Colin Farrell have his Irish accent in it? No, he doesn't. But he's okay, very. I'm not interested anymore. Come on. <laughs> it's that's if you want to talk about a zillennial trope movie or a, not zillennial trope, but like a zillennial movie. I used to watch that movie like a lot on FX. Well, that's probably why Freaky Friday failed at the box office because you went to go see that instead of. I didn't go to see SWAT. I watched SWAT on FX. I saw Freaky Friday in theaters, unlike you. So, there. All right, move on. Box office. (laughs) But also, Freddy versus Jason came out the next week, and. This is not like the market for that movie, though. This is a. This would be children and family. But Uptown Girls came out the next week too. <gasps> Zillennial. Um, yeah. I I remember wanting I remember asking my mom to go see that movie because there's a pig on the poster. It's and amazing. We'll talk about that definitely soon. I don't remember it at all. But I Okay, we'll watch soon, definitely. It's incredible. Um so Freaky Friday. Uh it did okay at the box office. Like mm-hmm. not Nothing crazy. Um, opening weekend was 22 million, which is pretty good mm-hmm. for a movie like this. Um, mm-hmm. Especially back then. The budget was oh, so it the budget was 20, and usually the rule of thumb is uh, you got to double the budget to make the marketing of your of the movie. So let's just say the budget was 40 to 50 million, yeah. um, and they made uh, 110 domestically, which is pretty much doubling their budget. Mm-hmm. Um, well, tripling actually, because worldwide it did 160. Mm. So that's pretty good. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure you probably could have done a sequel to this movie if you wanted to. You could have um, argued that, hey, it did pretty good on home video and yeah, good in theaters. And they, they could do it now on Disney Plus. They need <laughs> to bring back Lindsay Lohan. Like Lindsay Lohan wants to be back in Disney movies so badly. Should She'll, I? So um... like comment on Jamie Lee Curtis's pictures. Does Jamie Lee follow Lindsay Lohan back? I don't know. I'll Can look. you check? I want to yeah, see. Yeah, you look. You look at box office mojo. I'll look at Lindsay Lohan's Instagram. This is how we do research on here. One very morbid thing that I want to find out is if the grandpa from this movie is dead. You should look it up. I'm going to. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm pretty sure he is. He's he was old as fuck in 2003. So I hope he's still alive. Uh, Harold Gold. Oh no, he dead. Uh, he I don't know why. I said that. <laughs> oh no, he dead. <laughs> sorry, that was really fucked up. I'm sorry. When did um, he die? 2010, almost so exactly 10 years ago. 
Um, you should look up. Um, where's the brother right now? Um, right next to me. Uh, and we'd like to introduce our next guest. Uh, oh my the god! Brother from... What's his name in the movie again? Harry. Harry. Cool. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm waiting. Lindsay Lohan unfollow. Hold on. Lindsay Lohan unfollowed Jamie Lee Curtis, and Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't follow her either. Damn. It'd be like that sometimes. I can't believe this. Where's Lindsay Lohan's Instagram? So, the brother in the movie, his name's Ryan Malgarini, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just kind of making a career being like a supporting character on, like, on a bunch of shows. Like, he was on that show Mom with Anna Ferris. He was on mm-hmm. MTV's Teen Wolf, ABC's Fresh Off the Boat. A um, bunch of, like, he was on Bones back when that was still on. Um, mm-hmm. Mike and Molly. Um, he was in How to Eat Fried Worms, apparently, that movie. Oh, wow, of course he was. Did you ever see that movie? No, because I would gag every time I saw the trailer. We are watching that movie. Mm, I'm good. No, we I'll are... pretend to watch it and then I just like won't watch it. Kira, you ha- this is the pact that we made. We have to watch. I I'll protest if you don't. Like All right. well, you have to. Um anyway, so I don't know. So um... freaky Friday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you want to close up? Do you wanna tell us like your final thoughts on this movie? Um, I don't know. I just think it's like really, really great. It made me want to like do music um when I was a kid and also like an hour ago. Um like when I finished the movie, like I said, like I wanted to pick up my guitar and I honestly might do that like tomorrow. Um but yeah, it was definitely it's definitely always like a great time. Um I don't know. Uh E girls could never uh beautifully put um i think this movie is really good i i I really really enjoy this movie it's i think it holds up um some of these selena movies that we talk about are very dated with like pop culture references and uh even technology that they present in the film and this movie um it's pretty much it's kind of like a universal timeless movie because it's not really about any cultural jokes or like any mm. anything from a specific time period. It's just very situational. Um, yeah, humor. I feel like the only I mean, like even if like there's not really anything where it's like, oh my god, that's so two thousand. Like yeah, like the fashion, but that's what's in again. So like it doesn't feel really dated at all. I think, like, a lot of the things that feel, like, dated in any sense, like, it just feels like what would be in a kid's movie. Like, I wrote down, like, oh, like, do people really make, like, the rock signs with their hands at, like, concerts? Like, and, like, how they're always, like, you rock. Like, that's, like, the only, like, dated thing, I feel like. But it also feels like if, like, a boomer was trying to write, like, a kid's movie now. You know, it doesn't feel dated. Only, like, it maybe only feels dated because we remember it Mm -hmm. from a specific point in time mm-hmm. and that's but like the movie itself doesn't really i mean i i don't want to con- necessarily bring it up but i mean i don't is the way this movie uses the whole fortune cookie thing insensitive i don't really know if um, i'm prepared. i mean i feel like 
They're like funny, like the waitress and like her mom. I feel like they're funny without being like over the top. I kind of like the idea of like them being almost like family friends because they're like regulars at the restaurant. And she's like, I want to cater your wedding. Like, I'll give you half off. Like, don't worry. And like, I just think that it's really funny that like, I think like, like, a like good, like running jokes in the movie is um like when Lindsay Lohan is Jamie Lee Curtis and she like <laughs> keeps getting these phone calls and is like canceling everything for the wedding and then it ends up like she has to get the wedding catered by the Chinese food restaurant because like Lindsay Lohan like canceled everything for the wedding like I think that's a really good running joke that like I always forget about um how like she kept getting calls and she's like ew like halibut I don't want that like yeah cancel it cancel it and she just kept like canceling all the stuff that like Jamie Lee Curtis has been like planning for her own wedding um yeah like my I didn't pose that question because I think it is I just I genuinely don't know because like I I don't feel like I'm in a position to say yes or no to that I I I mean like sure like the score is like over the top and like like really stereotypical um whenever they're like in the asian restaurant or whenever they're like even when they're just like switching places like because of the fortune cookie um i think that it being a fortune cookie is interesting um but i feel like they like the waitress and the mom who i think the mom's like the owner of the restaurant or something like i think they like stand alone as like comedic um characters without being like well, focused like, on race i don't know yeah their ethnicity is never really it's never the point of the joke which i appreciate um mm-hmm. i the thing that i really liked about the characters were that like they were also a mother and daughter and they almost had their own feud as well which was kind of yeah funny. i kind of um, wish they like leaned on that more because i think it's funny like maybe like the daughter could have been like don't do this to them like you did to us or something like that like well, it's almost like this is a very deep cut. Um, remember in Click when it was uh, Christopher Walken, and it insinuates that like he—you've seen that movie, right? No, I haven't. You've never seen Click? No. That's a millennial movie that you have to watch, and I will not take no for an answer with that one. Um, that movie has like Christopher Walken. Do you know what that movie's about? Like with the remote control and everything. And he yeah, can, like, he like rewinds his life and stuff. When he pauses or takes it slow, or then he fast forwards through life, and um, Christopher Walken basically sells him the remote at Bed Bath and Beyond. And I'd like they're... to fast forward through life. Am I right, girls in our twenties? <laughs> I like to. I like to fast forward through this whole pandemic. Am I right? Um, All right, ladies. I'd like to fast forward through. But I'd like to pause life and not pay my bills. Am I right, ladies? I was gonna say the trope is that like, (laughs) but the trope is like that, uh, like a person like, I don't know, like there's like someone like a higher being behind the entire thing, Mm -hmm. and there's a trope that they've had like an excessive history with doing this to other people, and then it's always worked out for the better, but Mm -hmm. like it's terrible for the main character, and they don't really, they're not sure of it. And do they do they ever find out that the it's them that the forge cookie that does it? Yeah, because they go back to the Chinese food restaurant. And they're like, you need to fix it. And oh yeah, you're right. Like you need you're to right. read the fortune and figure it out. Oh um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I think also like 
I know that we were like gonna end, but I just keep thinking of things and like my wine is wearing off. Um, but I think it's really interesting, like how serious this movie gets. Um, like in terms of like an adult relationship, like being like unsure about like a wedding and like they're like middle aged people and how like the day before the wedding, like she's like getting nervous, but like it's like through like Lindsay Lohan. Um yeah, I agree. You know, um, I, 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 that's like a great performance. Like, I don't know, because it's like a very like unfamiliar, like, I don't know, just like, like you said, like the idea of like a stepfather, like, almost like trying to like replace something or like saying that like he wasn't trying to replace something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a very mature like performance that Lindsay Lohan did. Yeah, I mean, and there's always like. Um, there's always gonna be that trope in these movies, like mm-hmm. where it's like um, being like, "You're not my dad." Yeah, basically, or even yeah. parent trap words like the stepmom. It's like, um, yeah, yeah, like we gotta bully her out. Yeah, so yeah. like I feel like it's either one or the other with these movies. Like it's either they're evil and you hate them and you want to get them out, or mm-hmm. you come to an understanding with them. Yeah. Um, which I. I don't know. Like I, I like when this movie, or like when movies like this do it, where it's mm-hmm. like there, there's um movies that like come to the understanding and it's very cheesy. But there's like I already talked about it earlier. But like the way this movie does it feels unique in that it's mm-hmm. actually like it's earned and you believe it, and mm. you don't. And you're in the same sense when the movie starts, like with Lindsay Lohan, where you're like he doesn't seem terrible, but like it's like you don't really care about him. And then we get to that part at the end where he's like talking to her one on one. Yeah. And you understand why he's kind of distant from Lindsay Lohan and he's just like trying not to be her dad, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm and like it makes everything that you saw before work better. And it makes mm-hmm. the emotional payoff powerful, genuinely. Like it it I didn't cry, but like I felt emotion at the end. Yeah. Um, I guess I kinda like I don't know. Like it just like I said, like it just feels really like mature. Like, it doesn't feel like it's, like, dumbing itself down. Like, the whole movie doesn't feel like it's dumbing itself down in any way. Like, yeah, they're, like... Like, I feel like it's... Not, I don't even want to say, like, cheap laughs. Because, like, the little brother is genuinely funny. Like, he's just a weird-ass, like, little brother. But, like, not in the... I don't know. Like, I feel like it's a zillennial trope. Like, a weird little brother. And we've talked about that before. Well, but... I was trying to say earlier. Like, it's, like, this movie... It's not dated humor. And it's not, like, cultural references or, like... Mm-hmm. stuff like that like this movie like it's not like fart jokes like it's just like weird like movie... him with underwear on his head and then she tries to cut it off like jamie lee curtis tries to cut it off of him get to, gets distracted then the grandpa walks in and goes what is this one of them thongs and then he just goes i don't want to know like it's just like it feels like genuine like f- weird family banter like <laughs> yeah, and like, like it just like moves on immediately like it's not like a like it's not like a gag like it's just like a, I don't know well it's like the entire the humor in this movie like after the body swap happens works because you spent so much time developing developing them and their relationship as people so like mm-hmm. all the stuff the like uh, the mom is experiencing in her body or the daughter's experiencing in her body works because you understand how many secrets they're hiding from each other or how many mm-hmm. aspects of their lives that they don't understand. And it, or just like how different they are. Um, yes. People apart from each other. Yeah. And it's like, it's just it, the entire movie works because like even like the middle section is pretty much all based on laughs 
like mm-hmm. um it's all comedic moments that are situational um it all for progresses the story and develops the characters in a way to where the third act is emotionally satisfying and that's what i'm saying like even though this movie was 90 minutes and it's very very short um mm-hmm. you still feel like you go on a journey with them and you feel like by the time the body swap happens again and they go back to their bodies like the payoff feels good like it feels genuine and um that's these are like kind of my favorites of the Leo movies where it's like they they are fun movies that you can have good memories with and you could show a kid to and they can enjoy them on a service level mm-hmm. but whenever you do revisit them they hold up both like thematically humor performances like across the board this movie holds up like on every level i think like mm-hmm. it, it's honestly impressive how much this movie holds up yeah i honestly could watch this forever like i don't know and the music like i could listen to it forever like this is probably some of the best like made for movie music like original song like songs that like exist within a movie um this is some of like the best honestly from our childhood at least like i don't know do you remember back on like on disney channel when they would have music videos for upcoming movies coming out yeah did they ever do one for this i can't remember i mean probably i mean i i like didn't really watch disney channel a lot as a kid it was mostly like at friends houses i was only allowed to watch like pbs yeah it was fucking hold on let me music video let me see um nope there's no music video for this movie which there should be really there was one for confessions of a teenage drama queen i know that oh i remember that one yeah yeah um but yeah i'm surprised about this one but i don't know i'm gonna like learn how to play the songs on guitar that's what i'm gonna do during quarantine oh i i lied there is a uh, music video but it's uh what i like about you sung by Lindsay. oh weird okay yeah whatever um was that song even in the movie no it's not it's one of those situations where it's not even in the movie but they sing it in the no yeah i get it but like i'm looking at the video right now like it's and i do remember i think it was in the promotional material actually Mm. yeah probably um i mean okay so anything uh any final thoughts on freaky friday um it's great stream it anywhere but disney plus um sorry because we don't support disney anymore um i just i miss Lindsay lohan i think she's like one of the best actresses of our generation do we have any other Lindsay lohan movies to cover on this pod her be fully loaded oh yeah um and also if i had a car i would write like i would pay extra for a vanity plate that says Lindsay lohan um Lindsay lohan i i'm trying to look at oh mean girls is this little movie for sure um just my luck maybe yeah Uh, Uh, get a clue clue. that's what i was trying to think of yeah 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 yeah. i was i was like 90 percent sure i was gonna say harriet the spy but that wasn't her um no get a clue one of my last memories of college before leaving um was a friend of mine projected it on a massive wall in her living room and we all just sat around and watched it i didn't even know any of the people in the room but we just sat around and watched it isn't that um song get a clue from that movie get a clue i'm pretty sure well if you want to talk about good movie songs that's up there 
Yeah. If for uh, any uh, for anyone that knows this reference, um, that old video game uh, Disney uh, Skate Adventure. Uh, do you know anything about that game? It sounds familiar. What was it on? Like what platform? Um, I I think it was on GameCube and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you could play as different Disney characters and you could skateboard. Like you mm-hmm. could be um, Tarzan in the jungle or Lion King at Pride Rock. Or you could be Woody or Buzz in Andy's room, like mm-hmm. skateboarding. Or you could be some random white kid in a city and you could, uh, and but you could change, like you had your own playlist that you could modify on the game. Oh, was it all like Disney songs? Um, no, actually, like that's the cool thing. It was like uh, Blink-182, uh, Bowling for Soup. Well, um, that's just like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. That was my favorite but, game as a kid. Well, the thing is like they had those songs, but they also did have Disney songs, but it wasn't just strictly Disney songs. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say they had to get a clue on there, which I remember really vibing to when I was skating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know why that's I brought that up. Cool. But anytime I think of get a clue, I think of Disney Skate Adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting we should do a gaming episode of selenial canon where we play that yeah literally um like play like i have a shark tale game for gamecube i do t- i have it on uh game boy oh my god i also have a treasure right. planet on game boy yeah we'll yeah. discuss we'll discuss a gaming episode and maybe like a twitch stream or something we'll discuss it though on our christian minecraft servers <laughs> <laughs> No swearing right. on my Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> Alright, this is our longest episode yet and we barely talked about the movie. I think we just we just honestly like I'm gonna get sincere real quick on the pod. Um I think we just honestly really, really needed an escape and really just needed to like chat and laugh. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I very much agree. I'm And I hope that we could do that for uh, other people, just numb their minds for, like, two hours. Yeah, please let us know if you made it through this whole episode. Yeah, Um, tweet at um, Lindsay Lohan. Freaky Friday reunion. Do you think we could get Lindsay on the pod? Or at least send something in? Well, she has a cameo account, actually. Friend of the pod, Evan, just um sent it over um ha- it just happened to be at the same time that i was finishing the movie and singing along with a glass of wine how um, much is she charging it's like 200 dollars for like a 10 second long video hmm. i mean I guess if if i later. am not laid off from my job i will consider it <laughs> uh maybe i'll see well, how far this goes <laughs> my credit right. card bill is enough for this month already <laughs> Uh, okay well she's I think from we'll... long island oh. just like a friend of the pod nikki blonsky yeah um, literally like zillennial canon long island we get her on the pod like we could i think we could definitely she upped her cameo prices though so maybe not doesn't she think you're dead yeah that's <laughs> another story though that's a story for a hairspray episode and also, I, I don't want to talk about that if we get her on the pod, because I don't want her to feel bad. Yeah, no, I... But Nikki I, Blonsky thinks I'm dead because of a cameo video. <laughs> I will not go What if we get her on the pod, and she's like, oh, your name's Kira? That reminds me of a cameo I did. Oh my god, I would die. <laughs> I would love to have her on the pod. Okay, we'll discuss this after. This is like, this is like, um, like, 
office work. Like, this is, like, not interesting for our listeners. So where can everyone find you online, Kira? Uh, On TikTok at K-Y-R-K-A-U. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can find me um, on Letterboxd at Adam Sidarius, on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler, and mm-hmm. you can uh, you can find me just vibing for the next few weeks. Quarantine. Yeah. You can find me at work interacting with the public. Um. Yeah. As Kira does so well, we uh, I I want to applaud Kira for. Uh, being one of the, you know, there's so many workers going into like uh, food service jobs every day, and Cura is one of them. And I, I, I think they're genuinely like the backbone of society right now. So it's like kind of amazing. That's really nice. No, I mean, it's true. I was just kind of joking. I, I kind of like being able to go into work. Like, obviously, like, I am extremely grateful that I'm still getting paid. And yes, it's extremely like dangerous for me to be still going back into work. But like, it's just really nice to have people come in and not be annoying and be genuine and being like, I'm glad I could support a local business and like spend a lot of money in our business because like we're one of the last people open and like, just be like, it's such a nice escape from the outside world to come in here. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah, true. And like, everyone's being respectful about like keeping their distance from us and like stuff like that and about like interaction. So yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're safe, and I. I'm I mean, so happy. I'll come back in in 14 days, but yeah, I'll I'm fine. It's gonna be fine. We'll live. I believe in you, and I believe yeah, in you. everyone listening to stay safe. Uh, I'm healthy. Stay... I'm just vitamin D deficient. I just hope um everyone listening stays safe, stays uh, hydrated. Yeah, no memes. Like, stay safe. Yeah, and stay inside. Like, unless you yeah. have to go somewhere, just like don't do it yeah. like no parties no social interactions um don't yeah just try I'm to literally it. just vibing and playing board games with sean i mean we literally have an entire catalog there's no reason to leave the house like yeah don't listen to the cloverfield episode though because i don't remember what i said i just know that i started having an existential crisis about like new york city responding to a crisis <sighs> all right so, so don't listen to that episode but so on anyway. that note uh yeah. That's it for the Zillow Canon this week, I think. Forever. (laughs) Forever, maybe. Just kidding. No. Uh Uh Haha, JK, unless. (laughs) All right, Hank. See you tomorrow. All right, John. See you then. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)